You people are at the position of attention. Ought to have you all shot. We salute the rank, not the man. We're running Curry. You're already dead. I'm proud to have served with each and every one of you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Almost Sideways Sideshow. This is our season finale, episode yes. 10. As we have been going through Band of Brothers episode by episode, we have reached the final episode of this amazing miniseries celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. Uh, episode 10, Points. What happens to the company as the war ends? Where do they end up and where do they go yeah. from here? I am your host, Terry Plucknett. Joining me is Adam Daly. How's it going, Adam? It's good. Hey, uh, Terry, what are you going to do after this? You want to take a swim? Uh, I'm going to take a swim. It, it, that that water just looks amazing. It really yeah. does. It really does. It was something awkward watching Winters like strip down into his bathing suit and just take a swim. It was kind of <laughs> like, it was like I was like, I'm going to... That's not how I want to picture you right now. I'm going to look away. <laughs> the, the, the last thing I want to do after this is go to the Pacific, though. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that would, that would be bad. That would yeah. be bad. All that right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, make sure that you subscribe, rate, review to our podcast all over the internet. We are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify, basically anywhere you can find your podcast. Make sure you're checking out the regular episodes, daily notes. All that fun stuff. If the, this is the first episode you've been listening to of our sideshow, where have you been the last five yeah. weeks? Yeah, check I'll out the rest the of it. above our head. Yeah. Well, that doesn't help for podcasters. They 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 can't just oh, click yeah. something above their heads. That doesn't work. Oh yeah. YouTube yeah. Yeah. Stuff. YouTube stuff. I'm talking podcast stuff. You talk YouTube stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, make sure you check out uh, all the other episodes that we've done almostsideways.com you can go to as well find all the different stuff that we have all past episodes things like that yeah all right any other youtube stuff you need to mention before we get into this make sure you like share and subscribe here on youtube and follow us on twitter at the uh little boxes underneath our our pictures there we go so yeah there we go yes perfect perfect all right episode 10 uh this is this is an amazing episode i i love the way I love the way they end this whole thing and wrap it all up. And I'll, I'll just, I'm going to throw this out there. One of the most surprising things about this episode is less than halfway through this episode, the war ends. Yeah. And, and this has not, and so this has nothing to do with the actual like end of the, how the, how they ended the war, because for the first time, like in the entire war, they're not on the front line. They're kind of it. They kind of get the the rewarded for all the crap they've been through throughout this entire war, and they get to go take like the like Hitler's home, and and the Eagle's Nest and Berchtesgaden and and go into Austria, but it's all about what happens after, and yeah. and all all the the stuff that they have to deal with. 
because the war's over, but the war's not over. And what do they do? So, um, Adam, again, first time you watch this, what were some things that stood out to you in this episode? Uh, the set design was amazing in this episode. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, the Austrian what, hillside yeah. is pretty easy to make look great, but it looks yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. The Austrian hillside. Yeah. Freaking beautiful area. Uh, dream location. I mean, the hills are alive with the sound of music, so. I was going to make that joke next week. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but no, absolutely. Guys. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love the, the, set, the set design here. And when they're actually blowing, I love the, uh, the, the soldiers that are freaking shoot, shooting bazookas at this last, uh, this, they block the road to get to their uh, capital. It uh, uh, was the capital. It was basically where all the, the where, it was where all the, all the German homes, officers. Yeah. yeah the, where, where all of them had their, had their like vacation homes almost purchase gotten. I, and yeah, and I love the the one that they had. They they piled like five grenades on it, and then <laughs> shot the bazooka at the grenades. <laughs> so good. I also liked the uh, the general coming up and says, "Yeah, beat the French guys. Get get the get up there now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurry, yeah. Beat them up yeah, there. Find your way there." And, and Spears yeah. is always, uh, "Whatever you need, easy company's ready to go." And it's like, <laughs> I I know. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, calm down. We know you're you'll do it by yourself if you have to. I know. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when they get into in there, I was just—it's crazy. It's uh, completely abandoned because you know that this is the last place. If they break through those walls, we're either dead or going to jail or prison. You know, something's going to happen to us. You know, uh, so I thought that was uh, pretty. Uh, well, that whole setup is pretty awesome because there's like no one around. So there's there, there's I felt like impending doom in a way, like something's about, somebody about to jump out, somebody's going to get shot somewhere. And that never came, which I was happy about. And then you also see winners coming in and taking some silver for himself as well, uh, which is awesome. And uh, actually my uh, grandmother gave us a box of silver uh, spoons. So I actually had that. I was like, I should take a look at that. Uh, I'm not (laughs) saying it's from uh, (laughs) World War II or anything, but I'm just, uh, that was a memory that popped up in my head when I was watching it. Uh, I thought that uh, so I thought that whole setup was cool. I, I liked how you saw individual moments, and this is also another episode where Winters is actually doing voiceover, which is one yes. of the few episodes that actually do that. So, uh, very uh, powerful words that he had here, especially when after the war was over, they have a man with too much time on their hands, hands, and too much alcohol in their mouth. So, uh, basically, making some bad. Uh, decisions and seeing what they do with their time, um, how they use their time and uh, seeing some people die in this episode or get wounded. uh, Even after it it wasn't even from the Germans, it was just by their, by them. Uh, That was, uh, that kind of sucked because they're so dang close. Like they're almost going away. And then uh, one of the, another big thing was when, uh, they are in that little movie theater room and they're talking about the Pacific. And I'm, ass- I'm assuming the Pacific show is based off that part of the war. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. The so, the, so the Pacific, yeah, the Pacific they made, I think it was about nine years after band of brothers. Cause they wanted to, uh, they wanted to do like a band of brothers type series for the Pacific theater of world war two. And it, it, instead of following one company, they like 
pick three different soldiers that they follow through in their experience through the war. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, it, it's good. It's good. It's not, it's not Band of Brothers though, because okay. there's no, there just wasn't an easy company for the Pacific, right? There wasn't this one thing that mm-hmm. if you tell the story of this one company, you tell the story of the entire war that didn't exist in the Pacific. So mm-hmm. they, they put it together as best they could. And through these three soldiers viewpoints, they're able to tell the whole, the whole story of, of what happened. Mm-hmm. And it is very good, uh, but it, it, it's nothing compared to band of brothers. Okay. Uh, last thing about, uh, obviously the title of the episode is called points. So points are very relevant. Uh, how many points do you get to go back? Uh, they did a, a random drawing for easy company, which wasn't random at all. It was pretty rigged. Uh, at least that's what it looked like oh, to me. I don't think it was rigged. I don't think it was wait, rigged. Wait. I, I thought there was no names in that hat, and the, the the helmet. There was no names in there other than one. That's what I, I thought. That's what I assumed. Or 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 it, like or the, it had already been picked. I don't know, but it, no, it didn't look rigged to me. Oh, I don't know. I, I just I, I, I just felt I great just for Shifty. No, I like that Shifty went went home, but it just looked like there was no other pay piece of paper in that helmet when they drew it. So it's like, like we're just like, oh, we're going to give the illusion that we're picking a name. There's already one name in there. Yeah. That's what I thought. Maybe, oh, agree to disagree, whatever. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. I, it was uh, I thought, the, I thought the, 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 the craziest part about that story is Shifty was yeah. never injured. He didn't have enough points because he was never injured. And throughout yeah. all of it, he was with Easy Company the entire time. He jumped on mm-hmm. D-Day, never got injured, and then his uh, he gets out and his truck is hit by a drunk driver and he spends months in a hospital and actually gets home after a lot of the actual guys who were in Easy Company get home. Yeah, that's the sucky part. Yeah. Yeah. Really unfortunate. Well, uh, and, that, and that, that was kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of leads to what, what's going on here where... The episode starts with the celebration, right? The war is over. They take Birch's Garden. They, um, you, Nix gets access to like the the Nazi uh, liquor cabinet. Basically, there that whole cellar. So you, got Harry, you got Harry going up to the Eagle's Nest too. That yeah, whole right. Thing. And 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 Happy Ve Day and all this stuff. And yeah, and Harry gets to, and Easy Company gets to take the Eagle's Nest. And yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but what I, I I don't know if I caught it before either, but. They're, they all just start running up the hill towards the eagle's nest. And what are they all shouting as they're running up? Hi-ho, silver! The nice, oh. nice callback to Sobel and running up Curahy and all this stuff. And I mean, they're running up yeah, the hill again. That. So, That's good. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Uh, but yeah, it's this, it's this great celebration. But again, the celebration happens really early on. And then it's now what? And you, and it's all right. Well, are we going? Are we going to get to go home? Shifty gets to go home, but he gets injured. There's other people that die. There's other people that are very badly wounded during this. Uh, and because I, winter, like you said, Winters even says it. They have too many weapons. They have too much alcohol and too much time. And yep. now you have this group of soldiers that are training for war when they don't even know if they're going to war because they might be sent off to the Pacific. They might not. Eventually, they find out that the plan is they will be sent off to the Pacific. Probably, for a company of of Easy's stature, the they're probably looking at 
one of the options is they parachute into Tokyo. And I mean, you got to think that was in the cards. And what else would they use an airborne unit for at that point in the war? So, uh, so they're, they're training and, but not really that full, fully into it. Um, there, there's two moments that are, that are just killer in this. And it's, it's, um, Tom Hardy, Janovic, yeah, ends up ends up dying when his his jeep turns over just because random accident. Yep, and uh, and he yeah, was, was ten, ten points away, ten points away from going home. And you have these guys who've been around the entire time that don't have the points to go home. And then the other one was the uh, was Sergeant Grant. And the, how they ran, and when he runs into the the drunk soldier in the middle of the street at that one night, and who had already shot a couple Germans, and and the guy shoots him, and uh, and the the whole the whole sequence of events that happens around that, where the medic is like, I can't do anything for him, so they go searching for is there a German doc brain surgeon around that can yeah. save his life, and the and he he's able to to do it. And then they go and find the soldier that did this to him, and that the, they're they're beating the crap out of him. And Talbert and Luz are just trying to ignore what's going on. And then Spears shows up, and yeah, that, I, that it, moment, ooh. Well, and you got to go back to you've the legend of Spears, did. yeah, and, and what and what he's done to soldier. He shot his own men before when he, they were drunk on duty. And so you know the stories, you know the legend, and one of the things I caught is you had this, you, as Spears is beating this guy too, and is pointing his pistol at him, about to shoot him, it cuts to Malarkey, who is the one that witnessed him taking out the whole company of German soldiers that were prisoners Good after catch. giving him yeah. the, after giving him the, the cigarettes, and he's just like, I know what's going to happen. This is Spears. This is what he does. And he doesn't he lets he, he's like he's because he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail or a good portion of it dishonorable discharge and all that stuff but uh yeah they just it, it's all just kind of fallen apart uh because they've they've finally got time on their hands and they don't know what to do we also get to see um i forget the uh, soldiers too they go to that uh with who they think is this like little farmhouse? Yes, too, the three, the three guys and Webster like, are the two that really lead that charge. Yeah, and I was like, why are they there? That's what I was thinking. I was like, why are they there? There, there was some wrongdoing. Apparently, one of them was probably uh, a, a cap, some kind of uh, officer. And they the, heard a rumor that yeah. yeah, they heard a rumor that the guy who lived there was an officer in charge of one of the concentration camps. That's what it was. So they were going, and it's it, it was like, is it a personal thing? Is this a personal thing? But he was he was going with like, uh, yeah, you're not gonna make it out. As he it was a him. definite personal thing. Lieb got has kind of shown throughout that he has kind of a hot head. Yep. He, he he fought someone on the ship on over to Europe with when they, you know, compared him to Sobel. He's the one mm-hmm. that uh, that winners took all but one bullet away when he was. Transferring oh, yeah, yeah, prisoners, um, from uh, yeah, yeah, and then but then he's also he's Jewish 
and he just saw this concentration camp. He knows the horrors that these people did to people like him. And, and it, he let it get the best of him again. And you have Webster who's trying to be the voice of reason there. And yeah, they end up shooting this guy and no one really knows if, was he actually guilty or not? We don't know. We never really find out, but, um, yeah, that, that's a crazy moment too of Joe and how they just have too much time on their hands. It reminded me it's, it's weird because that sequence reminded me thinking back of it now, because you have the German guy running away and it reminded me of the, the opening sequence of Inglorious Bastards, uh, when it's yes, basically the same very thing. Much so. And it's like, instead of, but he actually, there's the, the soldier of the next to him actually shoots him, but it's just like, whoa, this is like completely like reversed at different times of the war, you know? And it's just like, whoa, get once more of a fictionalized, of course, with the glorious bastards that in the, that case, but seeing, um, uh, seeing that sequence, I was like, whoa, that's very reminiscent to that, that mm-hmm. opening shot. So absolutely. And that, especially that little, uh, that little house too. It's uh, yeah, very, very similar. So, yeah. And I, w- I wonder if Tarantino was even thinking about that when he, I mean, you had to have that in your head. I mean, we've seen it before because this was what, like, almost 10 years before uh, yeah, before Inglorious um, Bastards came out. Inglorious Bastards came out yeah. nine, I think, and this was a yeah. one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so the other part of this episode, like you mentioned, is the points. And people starting to think about what's going to happen after the war. And and kind of how are, how are they going to move on from this? Are they going to stay in the army? Are they going to, are they going to go, what are they going to do when they get home? And the, the whole thing starts out with winters being asked that question by nicks what what are you gonna do and he's thinking well i might stay in the army nixon offers him a job at the family business in new jersey it's like i could get you a job we could we could do that you've got um you've got people starting to wonder you know what am i gonna go back to are the people i i love gonna still be there for me when i get back there um you've got Spears decides that he's going to stay and he's going to stay in the army. Um, Winters at one point decides he wants to go to the Pacific ahead of time and request a transfer. Yeah. Yeah, That's why I I thought Uh, this sits on Spears real quick. I think that seeing him choose not to shoot the guy for what he did and then deciding he wants to stay was a super like, that's, great decision like he's like no i care about these guys i'm not gonna i'm gonna try to do better be better at my decision making i i i, I was like dang spears is awesome he turned he decided just to wipe the blood off from the the butt of his gun on that that one the guy who shot um drunkenly shot his uh fellow soldier but uh yeah having spears stay i thought that was really cool and then um uh, winters deciding to get an early transfer and that whole inter- interview sequence was basically the greatest hits of winter through the uh the uh absolutely the yeah and and i like, i love i love endings that are able to be nostalgic at the same time and oh, this yeah. is and this pulls that off perfectly where it it wraps it up it does what it needs to do but also pulls back and lets you see things that had happened in the past and so that that interview there, it's the actor is David Andrews. I, I just want to mention him because he 
he always pops up in roles like this and he is awesome in in everything he's in the first thing i ever saw him in he's in apollo 13 he plays pete conrad um the uh oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like thank you for coming to this dress rehearsal for my Apollo 12 landing. I mean, yeah, that's the first time you see him. Um, he's in, and so he's in Apollo 13. Then he's in From the Earth to the Moon, and he plays Frank Gorman in that, and has a a great episode in in that series. Uh, I've just started watching For All Mankind, the uh, Apple TV Plus series. Again, it's a space show, but he has a role in that where he kind of has a very similar conversation with someone in that as he has with winters here where he says i see what you want to do and i'm going to deny it because i'm going to i'm going to make the decision for you of what i think is best for you and that's what that's what he does with winters here you go he walks him through it's like okay so you did this you did this and i love that moment it's like and then they they promoted you to this they took your men away from you yeah yeah they did they Um, did do that didn't they they did (laughs) But yeah, I, I love that actor and he he's perfect for roles like this and he was perfect in that scene as a general that uh, that talks to him there. Uh, but yeah, so you see all of them trying to figure out what's going to happen next and um, at the same time you're getting uh, you're getting these like ceremonial surrenderings of German soldiers and the, there's oh, yeah, two that. there's two big ones that happen. One you have uh, the one general come in and or I think it was a colonel come in to yeah. uh, surrender to Winters and he goes to hand him his, his gun, his handgun. And he, and he says uh, it's better in your hands than on the desk of a clerk. And because they were just going to turn in all their weapons and Winters lets him keep his sidearm. And I thought that was really cool because it's showing that mutual respect for sold for you know, officer to officer, we've we've been through hell on opposite sides of this, and uh, and I'm gonna let you keep that as as a as a matter of honor that you deserve in this. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's the, the speech, um, where where he's gonna where he lets Lipton be the one that he surrenders to, and the speech he gives I is amazing. I you reacted, so I'm gonna let you kind of say what you liked about it. Yeah, I, we're talking about the speech that he, the German officer, gives to his, his gives to his men. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's it's interesting to see that kind of point of view, even though we're, we're we associate them as the the bad guys, but seeing that you no, know, they are still brothers in arms too. They're the exact same. That they they should they're all e- you know equal. They're all men or whatever, but they're on the, the different side of the battle. And on the, the um, uh, different, not our allies type of thing. So seeing them uh, give this speech about brotherhood and stuff like that too, I was like, "Damn, that's our our guys would be saying the same thing to our troops if and if we were in that same circumstance. It's the same exact speech, pretty much, uh, but we're just not on the on. We don't agree with the, their leaders, so that's why we're what well, we had to do, what we had to go in there and do. So I thought that that was a really great speech, and it was a really good like little moments too. There's probably more that I'm missing, of course, and in, in what he has said. But yeah, just seeing that perspective was interesting. Well, and, and yeah, that that's that's really the best part of it is that fact that yeah. it is, it, it, he's saying it to his men, but it applies to all. 
in, in that moment. And and the best part about it is he's saying it in German, so Liebgott has to translate it. And in him translating it, you are hearing it as easy company, as a message kind of too easy company at the same time too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know it's been it's been a long war. It's been a hard war. Hard war. Um, we you fought valiantly at at my side and and there at that moment it at the end it's, I'm I'm proud to have served with each and every one of you you all deserve a life uh, a long life lived in peace and it mm. it's it, it it's that message that everyone deserves to hear at the end of of something like this and it it's it's one of the best scenes of of this episode and one of the best scenes of the entire show is is that moment there because mm-hmm. it really kind of encapsulates encapsulates everything all all together and mm-hmm. it starts with our final sobel sighting which is is the just winters had to got him he had to <laughs> he walks up and he just acknowledges him and the and he now outranks Sobel. Sobel's a captain. Winters is now a major. And this set line, Captain Sobel, we salute the rank, not the man. And Forsen's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you bastard. I now outrank you, and you're gonna recognize it in front of everybody because you suck. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Uh, I, I We talked about previously seeing that clip before, but it's still great to see it in this context too. Uh, I'm curious to see why he was Sobel was there. I know they were, uh, but you know, it's I don't I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm just yeah. glad that it got, that, that moment happened. <laughs> I was like, it kind of needed to. I think uh, and it was kind of perfect. So it was it was a great little sequence. Yeah, you get the idea that he had some sort of administrative role after whenever we see him like he was a supply officer when we saw him before and so he he had something that he was doing but he wasn't you know he's not important anymore and didn't didn't have the roles and that he needed to to really move up i mean he's ranked as high as nixon at that point they're both captains and so it's it's interesting to see how uh yeah how, how it all just kind of went came full circle uh, right there. Yeah. So we get to the end of this episode and we get to see kind of the, all the goodbyes start to start to happen. And it starts shifty goes and gives and gives an, a really heartfelt goodbye to, to winners where he talks about, you know, how am I going to explain this when I get home? And then you had, um, and then you have winters actively trying to get his men those the 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 guys have been around for a while out of there like malarkey gets transferred to paris to to just help advise those that are learning how to jump and mm-hmm. lipton gets has to be transferred which is a cool moment too where you actually hear winters have an opinion it's like this is it, it, this is stupid but i have to do it you have to be transferred when you get the battlefield commission because you can't you, you can't be an officer in a company that you've been a non a, a non-com for all this time and uh and he gets he gets promoted to or transferred to battalion headquarters and gets to you know accept the trans or the surrender and all the things like that and then we get to the baseball game which is another just great scene and they say this is 
it, it's it becomes VJ Day, we find out, but it's D Day plus four thirty-four. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been on the front lines fighting for four hundred and thirty-four days. And they're all playing this baseball game and find out that the Japanese have surrendered and the war is over. And we get to, get to catch up with, with what happened to all of them afterwards. What were some of the ones that, that kind of stood out to you that, that you really kind of liked to hear what happened or thought you thought were interesting? I think most of them were pretty pretty fascinating to see what happened after. I think, uh, well, I always talk about Michael Cutlass too. I thought it was kind of interesting that even though he wasn't in it for too much like his he had that one big episode of the replacements and then he really wasn't featured prominently too much he popped up here and there but they said that he was one of the finest soldiers he served with mm. that was kind of i thought that was interesting um you know seeing the other guys you know uh, one i can't remember exactly which who it was but like no one really followed kept up with him afterward until he showed up at like the reunion yeah, that was talbert Talbert, yeah and then all of a sudden he passed away shortly after i thought that was like oh wow and then uh, the, the the saddest one for me is when his he said my my friend my good friend uh, um, Nixon yeah uh, he he died my friend died and I was yeah, like and, oh. and how he phrased it as my friend died but yeah. he, in like what was it 1994 I, so I mean he lived a, a nice long his long life nice yeah. long life did he went through a couple of divorces and he found the one that that stuck. Mm-hmm. type of thing yeah and he i like i liked the nixon one the nixon one was uh really good too uh it was good to see uh neil mcdonald back as um oh my gosh i'm drawing a blank what's his name buck buck yes buck i like i again one of our characters i, I kind of missed him but you know i get why he left but it's good to see him show back up and be part of the group playing catcher so and he had one of the most noteworthy post-war stories because he went on to become a public prosecutor in LA yeah. and prosecuted Sirhan Sirhan who killed Robert Kennedy. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I told Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That That's just, that's just amazing that, that you have that. Yeah. So some of the ones that, that um, stood out to me, another sad one was Webster who mm-hmm. went back and, and finished his degree at Harvard. And, but then he went out on a boat in what, 1961 and was never mm-hmm. heard from again. Yeah. That one was kind of sad. Um, Liebgott goes back to San Francisco and drives his cab. That's all. That's all we hear about Liebgott. That's all he, want. he just wanted <laughs> to go back. He wanted to drive his taxi. The simple life. Yeah, yeah, just live that simple life. Um, Sergeant Moore, I, I I wanted to mention because he's the one that said he went back home with a very uh, with a with a very oh, yeah. specific gift. And it was Hitler's photo albums because he took them and Spears thought he wanted them. And he like stole them out from underneath Spears's uh, Spears's nose. And um, now that is an interesting one, though. There is a whole side story with Hitler's photo albums. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, but you should look it Mm. up. Uh, And I don't remember the whole thing or something, but it said he died in a car accident. Not, you know not old. I mean, he may be like in his fifties or something. And I want to say there's a story where he, like they stayed in the family and these mysterious men came to visit his widow at one point and like stole them. 
and and like they, wow. they were taken out of his house at one point uh the the photo albums and, and you got to think it was some sort of like like nazi operatives or something or former yeah. former members of of the nazi party that heard that he had them and and uh yeah and stole them took them back but i remember watching there was some it had to be like a history channel or discovery channel show or something that they had on what happened with hitler's photo albums and it's kind of it's kind of crazy and sketch of what actually happened but if look it up or someone who's commenting try to, if you know the story tell us more about it because it is a fascinating story of what happens with those mm-hmm. yeah um let's see here what are some other good ones oh harry welch marries marries kitty um and he he's been planning that the whole time. Remember, he even kept his reserve yeah. shoot to send it home to make the all the silk to make the dress and all that stuff. It's just great to hear. Here's what these guys all did after yeah. the war, very and it sa- ends very Sandlot, <laughs> very sad. It was very sad. They were even playing baseball. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it ends with Winters telling his story of how he he lived out. He did what he intended to do back on D Day. And yeah. found a little corner of the world where he lived out the rest of his days in peace. He he did do a little bit of fighting. Spears, that was another one I wanted to mention. Spears fought in Korea. He he kind of went through and became that career military man because he's so he was so good at it and such a great leader. And Winters did a little bit of that too, but never saw combat again. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the end, which is almost more powerful than anything else, where you finally hear where you hear from the actual soldiers. It didn't show it at the beginning. It shows it at the end, but it tells us who they are, who we've been hearing from the entire mm-hmm. show, and and especially Winters. We've been hearing from Winters the entire show without realizing it. We've been hearing from Lipton the entire show, Garnier, Shifty, Malarkey. I mean, all these guys. We get to see them and hear from them. And uh, what what were your thoughts on some of the stuff that they talked about there? Well, I know that it was kind of like it had to be somebody that was in the, in it, but the, the names were pretty awesome. I was like, "Whoa, that's that's pretty cool. That's that's how they look." It's it's obviously they look a little different than the the characters you're watching on screen for ten episodes. So seeing that their actual names with their actual face, it's like, "Oh, that's different than how you envision them because of the casting." But it's also cool to see the actual like they're actually telling their stories and. You're going to see them kind of these actors reenact kind of as them, you know, it was uh, pretty dang awesome to see the the reveals of who they were. So uh, I, don't, I don't think this, this is like the only show that I can ever think of that, that, that I've ever seen that. And it, I don't ever want to see it again. Like it, it's just, it's kind of perfect, you know? So perfect. So perfect for this show. Yeah. It, it's such a great way to end it. Um, and respectfully too. So, yeah. So you meant, absolutely a hundred percent respect for, for what they did and for who they were and everything that they went through. Um, you, you mentioned like comparing them to the actors who, who played them. There is um, a photograph out there and I think you could probably find the side by side of there's a picture of Damian Lewis standing in front of a bridge um, while they were filming. And then they have a side by side of that with the actual winters standing beside the exact same bridge um it's like this little archway but you you have like like the actual winters and then damian lewis playing winters in the in the same spot i think i'm remembering that right 
Uh, mm-hmm. But it was just really cool. Watching it now, one of the things I think of too is this was made 20 years ago. They got these stories down. All of them are gone now. Uh, in, in the last 20 years, I, I think there might be one member of Easy Company left, and it was a replacement that joined very, very late. But all these members are gone. Um, and I, I think some of the last, if I remember right, like Garnier and Malarkey were some of the last like notable wa- names that you know that died. They they died in the last two or three years. I remember the day where I saw on social media that Winters had died, um, and uh, and everyone kind of remembered that because they loved the show and they loved the portrayal of him and they loved the story of him. But it, it's it it reminds me how important it is, especially with the technology we have to get these stories while we have these men, especially of something so impactful and important as World War II, this this war that shut down the entire world. Yep. And to get these stories and to and to hear hear from the people who were actually there and that generation is almost entirely gone. And uh, everyone who was a part of this is now gone. And I love the fact that we have this this document and it may it's a dramatic retelling but you have their voices in it and they're able to tell their stories through through this amazing piece of film that was put together and it it just it just blows my mind of how how amazing of a job they were able to do in putting together this show and then having them be a part of it to help tell the story it's just it while they were still around. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. I can't say it any better myself, so I won't. I won't I won't even try. So <laughs> it, I definitely uh, echo everything you say on that. All right. Uh, I want to close out this, just talking about episode 10, with the final quote it gives in this to just kind of sum up everything that we've talked about throughout throughout this entire thing. They're talking to to winners, the real winners. And he says his grandson asked him at one point. Um, it was uh, asked him, were you a hero in the war? And his uh, and his response was, no, I wasn't a hero. But I served in a company of heroes. Mm. And it's just it's just a, a an amazing moment that talks about one talks about the person winters was but also talks about the bond that these men had and 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 then you had lipton also say band of brothers it, it's it's a quote from shakespeare that 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 term band of brothers came from so great way to end it great way to quote great quote to end yeah. the show all right well let's uh let we got to wrap this up with our rankings we've been we've been teasing this the entire series we've watched all 10 episodes we've talked about all 10 episodes how do we rank these 10 episodes best and we we talked about this a little bit off air we talked about a little bit during the show too we're not ranking them best to worst we're ranking them best to least best because they are all amazing none of these episodes i would say are are bad yeah there's just some that shine above the others and there's some that that 
just aren't as as good. This list changes for me constantly. I've been thinking about this list. I mean, honestly, I've been putting this list together ever since I first watched the show. I just put this list together together again tonight as we're recording. And tomorrow it might change. I don't yeah. know because it, there's, they're all just so good and some of them are so interchangeable. So I'm going to let you go first. Give me, give me your, your 10 to one on, on your, uh, on your rankings. All right. Number 10, I have Caratan episode three. <laughs> okay. You hate Blythe so much. <laughs> no, I like I, I like the episode. I don't know. That's great action. Uh, number nine, I have episode five, Crossroads. Okay, okay. Yeah, really, it, it's a good one, but yeah, it they're still so good. Number two, or uh, dang it, number eight is episode two, Day of Days. Okay, it's another it's another good one with good action in there uh, on D Day. Uh, number seven episode, or yeah, number seven is going. What's my writing here? Episode eight, The Last Patrol. Okay, okay. Number six, I have number episode nine, Why We Fight. Okay, okay. Uh, number five, I have Kurahi, episode one. That one okay. has come up on me because of uh, uh Sobel. Just artist the spies uh, of just <laughs> the spies of him, but it's it's a great and you also looking back at that episode with all the characters we get to know a little bit more too. So it's one I definitely want to rewatch, probably the most out of anyone. So I can pick up on little pieces now that I know the characters a little bit better. Okay. Uh, number four is going to be episode seven, the breaking point. Okay. And there's a lot of good stuff that happens in that episode. I liked. Uh, number three on my list, I have. Number f- episode four, the replacements. The Michael okay. Cutlets episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ep- number two, I have Bastone. That's episode six. And number one, I have is points. I don't know. Okay. Points made me cry. I didn't mention that yet, but it did make me cry at the very end. And I just think the whole, uh, the whole, what do we do after the war is over? This is was extremely fascinating. Maybe it's just because it just wrapped up and put a good bow on everything. We get to see and have nostalgic too throughout the other episodes. We get to see how these characters turn out, and we get to see the reveal of these actual veterans and who they actually are, and um, seeing their names pop up too. So I think, I think by Stone and uh, points could definitely switch, but as of now, I'm going to put points number uh, near number one right now for me. I just think it just it's the perfect way to culminate the whole this series for me. So All right, my my list is wrong. I know. No, it's not. It's it's right for me. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't have a wrong list on this. That's the best part. Yeah, you can't know, have it's a wrong a hard, list. It's a hard thing. So, all right. So here's my list uh, for right now. Number ten, I have episode eight, uh, Last Patrol. Okay. okay. Uh, number nine is episode five, Crossroads, which I wanted to get higher, but I just I just couldn't because right. there there's so much greatness above it. Uh, number eight is episode three, Karen Tan. Uh, number seven, I have episode four, Replacements. Uh, number this this might be a little controversial. Number six, I have episode six, Bastone. I uh, it I wow. love that episode, it, but so I think that's that's my like my my spot right there. It's like there are six like great episodes, like near perfect episodes. 
and then there's the other four. Like, and so like one through six are fairly interchangeable. Seven through ten are fairly interchangeable. That that's mm. like the the dividing mark. So uh, number five, I have episode two, Day of Days, uh, just D Day and everything that goes into that. The taking of those guns and uh, just oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, number uh, four, I have episode nine, Why We Fight. Just mm. all the concentration camp footage and just the emotions of that episode is undeniable. Uh, number three is episode 10, Points. It's such a perfect wrap-up and, and mm. it draws us to a close in in such a perfect way, it, it's hard to end something great like this, and it does such a great job at it. Uh, number two, I'm going episode one, Kurahi. Uh, it's what made me fall in love with this uh, this whole show uh, at the at the onset, and yeah, David Schwimmer, unbelievable. And number one, I've got episode seven, The Breaking Point. There's just so much that happens in that episode. Lipton is a fascinating character to follow around. Yeah. You've, you've got you've got people dying left and right that you've known the entire time. You've got legs getting blown off. You've got people coming off the line. You've got Spears taking over for Dyke. You've got him running through the line to go. I mean, it, there's so much that happens in that episode. At the same time, one and two, I would say, are interchangeable. I I could easily say that episode one is my favorite. But yeah, yeah, I, I'd say pretty much and, and with any great series whether it be like a film series, like movies or a mini series like this, if you nail the start and you nail the end, you're, you've got something special on your hands. And the fact that both of us have, have the first and last episodes, like near the top of our list shows just how, how great it was. And then to have a peak in the middle with like episode six and seven, that, mm-hmm. that just, it just puts it over the top. Yeah, I, I I I like your list. I think it's a, uh, it's, it's it's perfect. I, I think that going if I watch my get this show again, I think it, it definitely is going to change over time. I don't know. No, uh, the replacements is a Michael Cutlitz thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, know, I, to, I know. That's totally it because it's it, it's him. It's uh, and it, and that's a great that episode one, so. too. And honestly, of all the episodes we watched, that's the episode that I got the most out of on the rewatch. And it's probably like that was probably. Before this rewatch, it was probably nine or ten, but mm. it, it bumped up to the top of that of that second tier uh, on this rewatch. Just because, yeah, Michael Cudlitz is great as Bull Randleman, and then just the dynamic of the replacements there, and and the fact that they fail in that in that episode is is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Great list, man. Great ranking. Great conversation. Absolutely, great conversation. absolutely, and I, I'm sure. You're going to rewatch this at some point. It's such a that, that's one of the things that you, that you'll find out is this is such a rewatchable show. Um, and, and whenever it's you know you hit like Memorial Day weekend, History Channel will have a, a, a marathon of Band of Brothers or HBO will on Fourth of July or something. Mm-hmm. If it this is one of those things where whenever it's on, I have to turn it on. You have to just pick it up and pick up with because you've been with these characters through so much at this point through ten episodes. You have to pick it up and you have to watch what's going on, and and nothing yeah. put few things put a smile on my face more than just hearing that opening score, like the score to it's just such a beautiful piece of music and it just it's like oh, 
I get to watch Band of Brothers when I hear that. And I yes. love it. I love it. So thank you for joining me on this uh, journey through Band of Brothers. Uh, I hope yeah. you enjoyed your first time watching it. I did. It was a lot of fun. It was good to uh, do a good little sideshow with you. We'll have to pick another series at some point down the road to yes. do, uh, continue these journeys because I think there's a couple other ones that I haven't seen yet, but I know you haven't. I think it, we, that we need to. So I think it's we should do another journey soon. I, I think that that would be fun for sure. For sure. We'll have to do this again. But for now... We're going to sign off. Thank you so much for uh, for listening to our and watching our indulgent deep dive of, of Band of Brothers. Uh, I hope you've been watching along and have enjoyed it as much as we have. Uh, so from us at Almost Sideways, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you later. We'll see you later. Despite your crass behavior, I'm glad we were able to do this together.